listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Friday. Browns win, Bengals cover, both QBs lit it up, both offenses lit it up. But I don't think this game tells as much about Baker Mayfield as you might think. Miami comes back and wins, 2-0 lead over Boston. Heat now with a 75% chance to make the finals. Lakers versus the Nuggets tonight. Lakers, 83% chance to win this series. Lakers tonight, favored by seven. Here comes a full hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. Winner, winner, chicken dinner! This is Straight out of Vegas. Straight out of Vegas! With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. Pay that man his money. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Live from the Vegas Strip, the pregame show America has always wanted. And now, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. live on Friday, live in Las Vegas, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. And why so great? Football's part of it, baby. What a day. It's a distillation, yes, of the entire week. We got an hour to jam in the best info we've got. Sports bettors, it's going to be about the money. Sports fans, it'll be about knowing more than your buddy. We're going to deliver on both of those. Steve Fezzik in studio. We got a crossfire later. You're on one side, I'm on the other. I think I'm favored. Yeah, you think so? I think so, baby. Well, I'm. listen, as a handicapper... I, I'm lucky if I'm as good as you in a given spot. Maybe NFL, maybe, but hardly anywhere else. But as a debater, mm-hmm, edge. So we'll see if, uh, you know, we'll let Jonas decide. He'll be the judge. <laughs> Speaking of Jonas, he's a Joe, but my favorite Joe in Los Angeles, Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we've got the Friday before all the week two action in the NFL. We've got the Western Conference Finals tipping off later tonight in Orlando. What is the Vegas lead here on this Friday? I think it's got to be Baker, Baker, touchdown maker. And I say that ironically. (laughs) It was the Battle of Ohio last night, Thursday night football, the kickoff to week two of the 2020 season. And it saw the Cleveland Browns a 35 to 30 win over the cross state rival Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, we are a betting show first, and even if you don't bet, the info from a better's perspective is very, well, it's different, let's be honest. Steve Fezzik, you are a professional better. You watch the game. 
What did you take away from that game that was most important to you? Cleveland dominated the game, particularly at the line of scrimmage. Cleveland ran all over my Bengals. You cashed tickets with Chubb and Hunt. They both went over the Cleveland running backs. How did Cincinnati cover, RJ? Well, miraculous performance by Burrow, who converted, get this, Five of five, fourth downs that got the Bengals in the back door. A little bit of misleading final. Cleveland dominated. Okay, so if you would have missed one of those, chances are they don't cover? Oh, absolutely. Oh, man. This is a tough business, man. (laughs) This is a tough... I mean, imagine having the Browns. Uh, All right. Is that a surprise? Because the Bengals... Were what the worst or second worst team behind Jacksonville on win total? Carolina, second right. worst, third so worst, third yeah. worst. Okay, so right at the bottom, and the Browns were eight and a half. Yes. So Browns were right around twelve, thirteenth mm-hmm. or so. That's not supposed to be competitive, is it? It feels like because the Browns look so bad in Week One, there's like maybe the Browns are as bad as anyone. Except they got pro, you know, all pro level guys at many positions. No doubt. And so, in a way, you saying, oh, Browns are better, wasn't that a foregone conclusion? And, and what I'm saying is maybe that first game skewed our perspective that much. Yeah, I think so, because the Browns were not just better, they were significantly better to the tune of the, if these teams played again. The spread on this game closed six, and I really think that the spread should have been more like eight. The Browns... So did you have a monster best bet on the Browns? No. Why not? Because I didn't know the Browns were going to dominate like well, they no, did. Well, no, 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 but what I'm saying is that I think this is what we're going to talk about all the show for the entire weekend games, is the first week of this season might be the most important week when it comes to what did we learn of any week in the NFL history. Because mm. this is so unusual with COVID. And that's what we saw in week one tells us so much. But don't overreact. Even though it's so important, it's probably not as important as the average batter is making it out. There's just no way the Browns could have been so bad with the players they have on their team. right? And against the Bengals, they didn't need... Baker to be anything more than what? A game manager, you say? I mean, was he any more than a game manager? Just a game manager, and his success came from play action when he did throw the ball because the Bengals knew they couldn't stop the run. Jonas, same question to you from the fans' perspective. Number one takeaway. Yeah, it's one of those games to where I come away from it and I feel good if I'm both sides for different reasons. If I'm Cleveland, okay, you can run the ball. And if you can run the ball, even though your defense did not look good and has not looked good all season long, especially in the secondary, at least you'll keep them off the field and you won't have Baker Mayfield who's going to be out there trying to steer the ship. And he's already shown that he's not capable of that at this point in his career. And if you're Cincinnati, although he got battered around a little, bit Joe Burrow's got a little something and he's played much better than I think some people thought he would with no preseason no reps uh, no real offseason as a rookie in this league on a rebuilding franchise I think they've got to feel pretty good about it 
What do you see in Burrow? What is it about him on the NFL field? Obviously, an amazing college career. What did you see last night, John? He's an ultra competitor. You can tell. He was pissed off after the game. He talked about it. It said it's the first time he's lost consecutive games, I think, maybe ever in, in his entire football life. And so when you see that, you just go back to all the stories from him at LSU about getting in a fight in practice. His first day there, he got in a fight with somebody on the defense, and that was a big talking point. And his teammates just love the guy. A.J. Green, who's had a bunch of different quarterbacks in Cincinnati, talked about how they've got a good one, that there's something about this guy they really like. So his teammates have really rallied around him. But wouldn't you say Baker Mayfield had the same bravado? Like, And I'm not saying they're the same. I'm saying what do you see different in Burrow than Baker? Because Baker seems brash and you know, confident also. More vocal from Baker. I, th- I think he yeah, came... He, he, chirp, yes, chirp, chirp. Right away. He came in just running his mouth right away and it was for Joe Burrow. He came in, wanted to learn, is going out there, is trying to play and compete and you don't see any of the same stuff from Baker Mayfield or from Joe Burrow that you did from Mayfield. I think, I think Baker is a little off-putting to some people and if it's off-putting yep. to people in the media can you imagine what it's like for guys who play against him when they see the things that he's done throughout the course of his career so the look ahead line in this game and this is a tool we use they put the line out a week early so the only thing it changes is potential injuries but the game in between the one game in week one so cleveland was minus eight in this look ahead line before week one Cincinnati pushed, so it wasn't really on Cincinnati changing. It was Cleveland looking so bad, moves this game from eight to six. But somehow Fez doesn't fire. Fez, let me ask you this. How did your A.J. Green prop go? I lost. Wait a minute. You had over how many yards? Over 55. Okay. Joe Burrow had 61 pass attempts. The second most ever for a rookie quarterback ever in the history of this game. And you lost. He, he, targeted, How? he targeted A.J. Green 13 times, and A.J. Green somehow only caught three balls for 29 yards. And I got to tell you, A.J. Green looks a step slow to me. I got to tell you, it's almost incomprehensible <laughs> if someone bat over like 55 yards and the number one receiver. How many did Burrow throw? Four? He threw four. Three I mean, now, thank God for R.J. Bell. I would say two two and zero for me. So too easy. Yeah, when I bet them, they usually are easy. Let's no. It seems like lately it it does. You know, I got to tell you, Chubb had fifty only at halftime, and anyone who bet Chubb over knew they were going to win because just you could. Yeah, he only had like fifteen more yards to get right. Seventy six, I think. But 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 the bottom line was, it it was clear that the Bengals D line was just getting worn down completely at that point. That's Cephasic. Loser last night. I'm R.J. Bell. Two winners last night. Straight out of Vegas. So it's a winner. It's a winning night for you. And let's be honest, they're betting more on my stuff at this point, too. Fez is, hey, we, like we said, it's going to be fascinating. Crossfire. You got Arizona. I've got Washington. Colin Cowherd's world premiere pick number six, bottom of the hour, 630. We're going over every game in between. I mean, wowza. Okay. Couple last thoughts. Do we adjust San Diego? Because the reality is Bake or um, Burrow looked fine, but the Bengals got outclassed and the Chargers could barely 
win that game, do we doubt? This is a theme in week two. We see the results in week two, and then we look back to week one and reevaluate. Do we downgrade the Chargers? We downgrade the Chargers' offense, but we upgrade the Chargers' defense because they completely kept Burrow in check. So Uh, I think you make two adjustments. That's interesting. Good point there. That's a wise guy point. I'm going to make one more point. I at, yes, the L.A. Chargers, not San Diego. Yes. Thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> Is that right? Now, I, last thing for me, and I, I really believe this. I haven't heard it anywhere. The people that watch the film say Baker's problem is he gets fooled, where the, the complex defenses are fooling him. I believe Cincinnati has the worst coaching staff in the NFL. So if there was any staff that – he might be able to play into his strength, Baker. It would be against a you know, bad coach, bad coaching staff mm. that won't be able to trick him. That, forget Belichick, the way an average staff or a Harbaugh staff. So I'm not sure who the Browns play next week, but if it's a, a pretty good coach. Host, they host Washington. Okay. Well, Rivera... That's interesting. He's not a scheme guy. But in general, let's keep an eye on Baker because when Baker is – when he's against a really – a tactician, I think he struggles. I think that's a great point. And even his interception last night was a bad interception where he got fooled. He threw it into coverage, and there was no question it was going to get intercepted. And the reality is, is that the Bengals – I mean, do you even debate worst coaching staff, Bengals? No. And uh, they just don't have the pedigree. And they haven't shown us anything, really. Now, listen, they know more football than me on the field, no doubt. But compared to the other 31, disadvantage. Browns get to win. Baker, still a question mark. Let's do this. We'll take our break. When we come back, I mean, this is hard to believe. We're going to go through this hour, every freaking game in the NFL, except Monday night, because we're going over that Monday when we come back. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm R.J. Bell. We are Straight Out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will take a look at every single NFL game this upcoming weekend. Rapid fire. New thing, Jonas. I don't even know if you know about this. Fez and I have a new bet. Now check this out. He's going to pick seven picks a week, NFL sides, right here. Now, that's too many. You can't win with that many. I'm letting him lay minus 103. So the typical VIG is minus 110. He lays 103 with me, and we're betting 100 a game. So literally (laughs) 700 at risk a week. Feds gets his seven. So when we run down these games, he's going to jump in with his picks for all each of the seven. So this should be exciting every week. <laughs> and, and he'll give his tip or whatever. I'm thinking when he gets down like five units, he's going to start to really crumble. Is that what you think, maybe, Fez? No. When I get up five, I'm going to start to showboat and hot dog and grandstand. Mm. Well, history says yes on that. <laughs> right now, you can listen to this show if you miss any of it on the podcast. Just search R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas. We're skipping all the other stuff. It's 103 in Vegas, Jonas. Yes, it's that hot. Let's keep it hot with the picks. That's right, RJ. And let's get it started. And for that, we go to Philadelphia where the Rams are at the Eagles. And right now on pregame.com, Philly is a one-point favorite. 
Okay, so this baby's going to be my best bet. So we'll do that. We'll do that at the end of the show. And so from there, we go to the NFC South, where Tampa Bay is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite, looking to come off that loss at New Orleans against the Carolina Panthers at home. And that, what you just said, is exactly the point, which is because of the idea that everyone thinks, oh, Tampa's going to win. Tampa's going to win because they got to rebound. they got to rebound. I wonder if this team understands how that works, meaning who except for Tom Brady on this team has ever lost a game and next week was favored by over a touchdown and knew how to handle it. It takes a real professional team to do that. I'm not sure that Tampa Bay has that, not even professional, I'm not sure Tampa Bay has that um, that confidence, that swagger to say we're going to make a statement. So my big question is actually motivation with Tampa Bay. I think they're going to try, but are they going to be super focused? I'm not sure. Two teams that played on Monday night are the Broncos at the Steelers and Pittsburgh right now on pregame.com, a seven-point favorite. To me, with the Steelers, the question is this. With Tomlin off a win like that in front of the world, they tend to be flat, especially as a bigger favor. Denver, I would love them, except the injuries. Fez, I mean, is injured one of the three or four most injured teams, wouldn't you say? Yeah, Von Miller, A.J. Boyer, very injured. So to me, in general, I don't want to play Pittsburgh here, but I don't want to play Denver because of the injury. Oh, this is one of Fez's picks. (laughs) I'm on the Steelers minus the seven. It's all about Big Ben. I liked what I saw from him with a good Big Ben at quarterback. The Steelers have an above-average offense and an elite defense. Well, of course. I mean, everyone knows that. But So you just think they're underrated? Yeah, well, I'm only laying seven at home against the Denver, Denver team that, that, that's, that's really hurting with all these injuries. I, th- You know, I actually mentioned that. I don't think you're in a good spot with Tomlin there. All right, so, RJ, from there we go to the Jerry Dome where the Cowboys are hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Dallas, a four-point favorite. All right, Dallas, to me, the shocker here is the line. Now, think about this. Home field is two, and the line is four. So you're saying Dallas and Atlanta on a neutral field is Dallas two? Wait a minute. Dallas was just a three-point favor midweek at L.A. Rams, which implied they were, let's think about this, three, five points better than the Rams. So they're five points better than the Rams, but two points better than the Falcons. Now, I know they lost the game, but they could have won the game. This is the overreaction. No way can you play any team but Dallas here. No George Kittle. That was announced a short time ago. The San Francisco 49ers are on the road and a seven-point favorite at the Jets. One thing here, line move, is this baby opened up four. At four, I would love San Fran. It's up to seven. It's tough. Baker Mayfield obviously not getting a lot of love, and I think rightfully so. Fez, you like the under on this, I know. It's not one of your picks because they're all sides. I agree with them there. Jets can stop the run. San Fran is too thin on D, or or check that. San Fran is too thin at receiver. I think this is a low-scoring game. Yeah, I'm on the plus seven with the Jets, and you nailed it, RJ. Without Samuel, without Kittle, who's been ruled out now, San Fran's going to have to run the ball. The one thing that New York Jets do well is stop the run. Number two rated D last year, Football Outsiders.
That's a good point. So your second pick, Jets, he's making seven of them. Next up on pregame.com, the Bills are a a five-and-a-half-point favorite at the Dolphins. And, RJ, I'll say this. We talk about the humidity in Denver early in – or we talk about the altitude in Denver early in the season. The humidity in Miami and Jacksonville early in the season is always discussed as well, too. Buffalo, five-and-a-half points favored at Miami. Yeah, I think it's a good point, especially the the uniforms, the sun, you know, first half, second half. There's all kind of talk about that. To me, I trust the Bills to be in shape, but this is COVID. So I think Jonas is making a really good point that it's a discussion worth having. Here's what strikes me is the idea of playing a team post-Bill Belichick, meaning last week Miami played New England. Well, what does Belichick tend to do? Attack a team perfectly. The best you can attack it, which is a blueprint for the next team. In the last 20 years, the week after New England, teams have covered 48% of the time. Now, that seems small, but there's over 300 games. It's a clear disadvantage to play New England the week before, especially against a Bills coach who is mighty, mighty good. Two 0-1 teams match up in Indianapolis. The Colts are a three-point favorite hosting the Vikings. Okay, Fez. You know, I want to hear – you've got a pick on this one. I want to hear your take first. All right. I'm on the Vikings plus three. This is all about in Zimmer we trust. Zimmer has been a great against-the-spread coach historically, but when he's off a loss, that's his very best role. 76% against the spread. Minnesota is when they play off a loss. I will go to the bank with that trend. All right. I actually like that early in the week. I'm leaning more towards Indy now, and here's why. All the film guys say you really watch that game against the Jags. Jags didn't look as good as they thought. You'd look at it, the score, even maybe even the stats, and it was a couple of plays or the Colts could have, you know, would have won that game. And I know, well, winning that game's no big deal, but we're all thinking they got beat by the Jags. That causes a big downgrade. They did. I don't know if it was a warranted win, which makes me think Colts might be a little under. Rated. How much did you downgrade the Colts off that loss? One point. Oh, which was almost every team that lost, right? <laughs> That's an easy one. So you did not overrate it. All right. The Lions and Packers played two close games a year ago. This time, Green Bay is a six-point favorite hosting Detroit. This is one of the ones. Imagine if the game had gone a different way. Very easily, Detroit could have won that game. In fact, I think they were up 23-6 to six at one point with about four minutes left in the third quarter. 20 minutes left in the game, they're dominating. If they win that game 30 to 10, 30 to 13, I guess maybe is even more likely, what would this line be? So you have Aaron Rodgers, who looked great. Oh my God, the best ever MVP. Detroit looked horrible. Oh my God, they got beat by Mitch Trubisky. This is where there's overreaction. I would certainly lean towards the Lions. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Shocker, I'm on the Lions plus the six and a half, and you stole a little of my thunder in the fourth quarter. What Lions had a little of your thunder. <laughs> I said one sentence on the game. Not only did the Lions have the lead throughout the second half, they were up 10 and driving with six minutes to play, and somehow they lost value on the Lions. <sighs> he seems These picks are submitted beforehand, but okay. The Giants on a short week with a rookie head coach go on the road. They're at the Bears, and Chicago's a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. 
You're making a good point. Rookie head coaches last year or last week, 0-3 straight up, 0-3 against the spread. Now we had another spread loss on Thursday night. Rookie head coach, right? So now 0-4. I actually lean Giants here, and the reason being their defense actually looked pretty good in that game if you look closely. Big Ben played really well. Giants D didn't look bad. And Chicago's the flip side of the Lions. Lions, people are too sour on them. Chicago, people are too excited about a team that had six points with only a quarter and change left. Lean Giants. Jags at the Titans. Tennessee is seven and a half point favorite on pregame.com. We talked about the Jags. We thought they might be tanking, but we found out, hey, they're not tanking at minimum. But Tennessee might be the most fatigued team. It might be the worst spot we've seen in years. Think about it. One, when it comes to perception, they could have lost. If they lost one more game at the end of last season, they wouldn't have made the playoffs. Instead, they win two playoff games. Everyone says, oh, look at them. Tannehill, give him 50, 60, 70 million. Oh, look at the running back. He's so Henry strong. Okay. Then they go in front of the world on Monday night and win a tough game. Sounds great. But it's a late game Monday, early game Sunday. They played at altitude in a COVID year. And you got Jacksonville that you know is going to play hard. And hey, if Tennessee's a little flat, hey, they're over a touchdown favorite. No big deal. I like the Jags here. On extra rest, the Houston Texans are at home hosting the Baltimore Ravens, but it's Baltimore, seven and a half point favorites. Yeah, and we're going to have that Washington, Arizona is a crossfire, baby. You know, I think the thing about Baltimore you need to realize is just how complex it is to stop this running game. And if you actually look at Houston against Lamar Jackson, not good. So I think if there's any, it's almost like an option team in college. If you have a team that played one option team last year, how they did tells you a lot of how they're going to do this year against an option team. Well, Houston, there's no one like Lamar Jackson and Baltimore. Houston's played them and did not play well. Baltimore's looking for margin. As much as you think, oh, my gosh, what a great quarterback plus seven at home, I can't bet against Baltimore. The Chiefs are eight-and-a-half-point favorites at the Chargers. We got to downgrade the Chargers off of what we saw last night. Cincinnati is just not good. One of the worst teams, and the Chargers barely, well, they push. They barely win. They push that game last week. Tyrod Taylor, he had a pretty good history when he plays multiple games in a year below average. Now, it could be just one, you know, maybe the guy's finally too old. Those mobile quarterbacks sometimes even, what is Taylor, like 30? I think, is that, yeah, he's in that range. Maybe he's just lost a half a step. I don't know, but I have nothing to recommend the Chargers. And you might say, well, Kansas City, they're that big of a favorite, blah, blah, blah. It's in division. And whatever the flat spots are going to be, it's probably not going to be in division. I lean Kansas City. And finally, we go to Sunday Night Football, Fez's feature game. It's the Patriots at the Seahawks. Seattle, a four-point favorite. Yeah, so Fez, I'll let you take the first crack at this one, and I'll give a point. We'll we'll double up on this one. Seattle has completely changed their MO, apparently. They threw the ball almost two-thirds of the time in week one, despite having a big lead against Atlanta. This Seattle team could be really dangerous with two good wide receivers if they keep doing this all year long. See, Fez makes a great point. What you have to know is, amongst the analytics community, one of the great refrains is, 
Oh my God. Oh, you can't run on first time. Ah. And it's like, eh, mathematically, they're right. And Seattle seemed to be the oldest school of the old school, running, running, running. Now, it seems interesting that Seattle started throwing a bunch of early downs. And after the game, I found this fascinating, is Seattle's coach says, hey, we're going to get back to the run. Pete Carroll says, we're going to get back to the run next week. Why would he say that? I think we're going to see more passing from him. That's a dodge. My last point is, and it's unfortunate, Bill Belichick's mother passed away. How much do you, I think it was Monday, how much do you account for that? I was on Fox Sports Radio in Boston at the Sports Hub today. They told me when his father died, his father died like midweek. He didn't even tell the team. It didn't get, somehow the press didn't know. And after the game, he told the team. And his father died like four days before. Wow. So if that's any indication, it's probably not going to be a distraction. But boy, with anyone else, you'd have to think huge distraction 